mental health in the church. Um, we all have our problems with mental health, and it seems as though sometimes we can't overcome it. But today we'll be discussing about mental health and spirituality and how we can overcome and we can overcome our mental issues through spirituality, but we must accept as believers in Christ, as Christians, as whatever faith, that there is a mental health problem. And as soon as we realize that, the more we'll be able to help um, the people within our faith. So today we will be discussing mental health in the church, mental health um, in general, and how spirituality can assist and coincide with that. Let's begin. I'm Elder Tasser Davis on Let's Chop It Up. There are people in the Bible that have experienced mental health problems, suicide, uh, literally losing their mind, um, depression, anxiety. It's all throughout the Bible. One of the people in the Bible that I love to talk about when it comes to mental health is Elijah. Um, after Elijah came from doing the work of God, uh, he, uh, he came from doing the work of God, uh, down from Mount Carmel. He then had a issue. Um, there was a woman by the name of Jezebel. She was a queen and she was the queen of the land. She killed all the prophets and Elijah was the only prophet and he fled. Now, mind you, Elijah had proven that God was real. He proven everything he proven himself he's proven to these uh people that the lord god is real he's proven and he's done his job and he's done what god said uh, sent him to do and he's successful but yet he ran and he was afraid for his life he said oh lord she's gonna kill me mind you he literally mocked these people and he was so successful I mean, there's no way to describe it. Um, the story goes briefly that um, that all the prophets of Baal, the false god with Queen Jezebel, uh, came and he came all by himself and all the hundred prophets of Baal, uh, the demi uh, the demigod, and Elijah was mocking them and said, "If you if your god can hear you, make it rain now." And then they wouldn't, and it wouldn't rain. So. Uh, and would it rain? I, I, excuse me. It wouldn't t- receive the offering at the time in the culture. They didn't burn offerings to God, so they wouldn't burn their offerings. So Elijah got fed up with them, and he said, "Fine." He put his offering, which was, I believe, an animal of some sort, and he poured water over it. Like I believe the Bible says, like twelve big jars of water. Like about they were huge from what it was known and he poured them over and he um said your god answers by ah i'm paraphrasing like ever ah here he goes he says my god answers by fire to sum it up and um as, as he said that the lord struck down uh he burned and consumed the offering and the water within it with fire and then elijah ran um, depending on who you are, you don't have to believe the story. Uh, but as a Christian, we hold that story dear to our hearts. But Elijah, after everything was over, ran and he was suicidal. He said, Lord, kill me. I can't do this anymore. That is a example of a mental health crisis right there. 
it is a lot to be a prophet. And many people don't understand. That is the first. I love using that example uh, because it is it is a beautiful example of how as leaders and entrepreneurs and as businessmen and businesswomen, we have crap to deal with. And it's overwhelming. Even if we are successful, it can get overwhelming. And that is mental health right there. That is part of your mental health. Suicide. Mental health right there. And Elijah had the problem, like many. Being a Christian doesn't make us immune to life problems. We, we just know we can get over them with the help of Jesus in a safe, productive, and, and a, in a way, educational way. Just saying. This is good. I'm drinking tea. I'm drinking black tea. Um, I don't really like green tea. But uh, that's neither here nor there. But yes, mental health exists. It exists. It exists. And even with me as an elder, um, I have to sometimes take mental health breaks. um, A friend of mine, Pastor Pastor MJ, um, that's what we call him. Uh, his name is Mark Jones Jr. He is the youth pastor. Um, I won't even—I don't like saying youth pastor, but he is the pastor of the youth over at Center for Manifestation in Tampa, Florida. He would—I uh, believe every like once a year—he would take a whole month for just a mental health reboot. He was gone. Like he wouldn't—he wouldn't do any church. He would just be him and God as a mental health recharge. And he was one of the very first people that got me discussing about mental health in the church because. His story is phenomenal. If I ever get him on here, it's phenomenal. But it exists, and depression exists, and addiction exists, and all these things exist. So he is a first person the, to really, to really bring that up to me. But um, another important factor that I would like to bring up by mental health is it's. Um, I believe I kind of already touched it, but it's not. No one's immune to it. Everybody in their life will have a mental something, a mental health crisis or something dealing with that could be a loss of a loved one. It could be, you know, bipolarism, schizophrenia. Um, It could be, you know, a host of things, even some things I don't know. Um, I was I was I was watching a um, a uh, movie about the it's called Legend. If anybody watches about two thugs, um, two sorry, two gangsters. In London, and uh, they were twins, and one was, you know, he was mentally sound. Uh, uh, he was mentally sound, mentally, and the other one had schizophrenia and a host of other problems. And he was, you can tell that he was off. And that's just I, that's just something I thought of, and it's and it's quite a, and it was just quite amazing how, as a uh, looking at it from a different lens, how as a gangster he dealt with his own mental health in a sense. Uh, no, you know, because they're afraid of him because he is a gangster, but he still has like all these problems. There was one scene in the movie. He was just like, I want to take a bunch of money and go to Nigeria and start building stuff. That's nothing wrong with it. But he wanted to bankrupt his company. He was just like, we don't have the money to do it. Yeah, but make get the money. I don't care. And it, it was an interesting little scene. If you would have watched it, you would understand the movie's called Legend. But mental health exists. And a lot of... um bishops and pastors and elders and teachers and rabbis and imams and 
and uh, monks and teachers and gurus and I believe can all agree that we've all had our issues and they're not and they're not to be trifled with. Uh, the sad part is when we try to say um, I will use this. The sad part is when we try to say that um, we could just pray about it. There's nothing wrong with prayer. Pray without ceasing. Pray, praying is important, but faith without works is dead. Um, we must pray and work. If you have a mental problem, talk to somebody. You know, um, the Bible speaks about calling on the elders. Uh, don't we're, I'm, I'm not just here for me to pray over you. I'm here for, to counsel you, pastoral care. For anybody, I don't care if you're atheist. I'm pastoral care is for everybody. That is something as uh, elder that we uh, have to, you know, ensure pastoral care for everyone. So, talk to somebody. Go to if you go to a psychologist. Go to a psychi- psychiatrist. And a lot of and me being a black person, I can say this: we have a huge issue of accepting mental health uh, problems and issues. Mental health exists. We have an issue with that. You know, yes, we pray about it. God, yes, I 100% sure we need to do more praying. Let me get that straight. We're going to have an episode about prayer, uh, I think, after this. And that, thank God for it. But on that token, adding on to, I'm not going to say, but adding on to the prayer, we need to make sure we're getting the proper treatment. We need to make sure we're doing the physical things because the human body, the human existence is consisted of the spirit, the soul, and the flesh. So those three things must be in alignment in order to be a uh, to be a positive influence. And if your mental health is not where it needs to be, that's a problem. You know, there are chemicals in our bodies that determine some mental health problems. And if we don't have those kids, if they're not in balance, we have to get them checked. So we should not be afraid to come out, uh, not only as people, but as in particularly African, uh, black people. We have this stigma that if you have mental health, you're bad. Um, everybody, mental health problems, you're bad, you know, whatnot. Um, I'll use me. I went through a very, uh, deep depression, suicidal thoughts, and I got thrown in the nut house. No, I didn't. Uh, if I think it's Baker acted, uh, I don't know what it's, what they call it, but I got Baker acted. They locked, they uh, put me on, you know, in the facility and whatnot. And let me tell you something. I learned a lot from that facility. I met eight year olds and I was young. Uh, I met like eight year olds and I met this eight year old girl and I, and she was about as old as my, a little, she wasn't eight. Yeah. She was about eight or seven. No, nine. I think eight or nine. And she, um, basically was just torn. I, I, I came in first day and then she came, I think she came the same day, day as me a little bit later. And I said, what are you in here for? She said, I don't want to talk about it. I told her, I said, I want to come back and ask you. You see, it's interesting how God uses you in the midst of your in the midst of your storm. How God uses you when you think you're not uh, worthy to be used. Come on, somebody. But we ain't going to talk about that now. But in the midst of my issues, God God was using me, and I talked to this little I talked to this little girl. I call her little because she literally was little. And I said, "Why are you in here?" And she said she didn't want to talk about it. So I said, "When I ask you next day, I ask you next day." I said, "I tried to kill myself." I said, "Why?" And we had a little conversation. And um, I said, don't do it again. I said, and if you need to talk to somebody, you go and you talk to somebody. I don't care. Anybody, counselors, psychologists, pastors, anybody. Um, One thing as a clergyman, personally, I would love to do is I'm going to start going to more uh, mental health seminars. And I'm going to start going to more of those. Um, 
Um, actually, I've never, I think I've been to one. No, I've just, I've watched a few seminars online, but that doesn't really count. But I'm going to start going to them and start researching and reading on it because it is something that affects the people that I watch over and that I am responsible for uh, caring for. And it affects you all, even you all. If you all need me, uh, reach out via whatever, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever. Uh, reach out. If you feel as though that you can talk to me, great. I will be here for you. I may not respond as quickly, but I will get you uh, the proper care that you need. I will do my best to get the proper care that you need. Um, if I got to stay up all night and call pe- people, hey, a uh, friend of mine, etc., etc. But I will get you the care that you need. And I'm 100% confidential. So that's just how it works with that. So uh, yes, as we need to understand that it exists. But me, but back to the story, I was going through a rough phase in my life. A lot of things have happened. And one day I might do a testimony podcast where I just tell, spew out everything that happened in my life. But at this particular time, it was very rough for me. And I didn't know how to do it. So I just wanted to end it all. I said, Lord, this is not what it was. And I'll be perfectly honest with you. It's something I struggled with for a long time. Uh, even sometimes now, uh, suicidal thoughts will pop in my head when I feel overwhelmed and whatnot. And that's something that I had to go to my apostle about and tell him. And, you know, and when you don't tell nobody, you can't get help. When you don't tell nobody, you cannot grow. When you don't go and see, well, let me phrase what I mean. If you don't seek help, if you don't reach out, you know, it's hard to reach out. It's not easy at all. So if you don't, I understand. But for those of you listening, if you have people that you just are acting off lately, go and say, hey, how you doing? What's wrong? Can I help you? What What's the matter? My God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But what's the matter? How may I assist you? You know, something. Shoot. Add people for me. Add people for me. And mental health is a serious issue. And we just overlook it in the church, too. We just pray on it. You know, it's it's a, it's a, it's a demon. It may, that may be so. It may be a demon. But let's get the physical straight down and the spiritual, okay? You know, um, that's important. Uh... We believe God for healing, but that does not mean stop using your blood pressure medicine. That does not mean get off pills. That does not mean stop using your inhaler. I believe God, he healed me. Great. Don't do anything crazy. You know, just, unless God, I've, I've met people who literally, lady stage four cancer. She um, has stage four cancer and she stopped treatment whatsoever and said, I'm going to believe God for healing. And she's here today. So... If God leads you to that, do it. But don't do it. Most of y'all are not. No, don't even. Don't do that. Stick with your meds. Um, and if you need meds to keep you balanced, take them. I don't really. Uh, this is another conversation for another time. I don't necessarily agree with all the diagnosis that a lot of people have. Um, when I, you know, I'm not a medical professional at all. Let's get this straight. I am not a medical professional. But there's a lot of young men that I meet, and I'm just like, you ain't got ADHD, you probably just need to go out and play some basketball or something, I don't know, but there is a lot of misdiagnosis for a lot of black men saying we have ADHD and etc., um, and uh, one of the people I listen to is Dr. Um, Umar Johnson, he is a clinic, uh, he is a certified school psychologist, 
Um, so I really go to I listen to a lot of his videos and uh, to keep me up when it comes to that sort of thing. But besides that, I believe that, you know, even with ADHD, um, that can eventually be, you know, that can eventually be that can eventually be tamed. But you need to get the proper help. And it is so essential that we get the proper help. You know, um, the Bible says uh, the renewing of your mind. It starts with the mind. You know, you have to. So a man thinketh. That's uh, basically what that means is um, the way you think determines how you're going to come into alignment, how your thought process is. And if your mind is not in a healthy place, you have no ability to be productive. It's just plain and simple. So it is our duty as human beings to check on one another. I don't care if you don't know the person. If you see somebody in the corner breaking down crying, go and ask them what's wrong. You know, I have had it, I have, I've had times where I thought somebody was suicidal and not suicidal. I thought they were going to hurt themselves and they were very sad. I'm drinking tea, but I'm uh, very sad. And um, I just said they were in the bathroom. They locked self in the bathroom. And I banged on the door. They said, go away. I didn't leave. I just texted them. You know, I just stayed there. He said, and you know, I, I had to briefly go somewhere. I had to go somewhere. And I was just like, well, I'm probably going to have to cancel where I'm going because I'm not leaving. Him. And he told me, he said, listen, listen, I promise you, I'm going to be here when you come back. I'm not going to hurt myself. Do what you got to do. And, you know, if you assess also, if in that situation, since I assessed, assessed the situation and it was, you know, it was calm. We had our conversation. I felt comfortable leaving for a brief moment, but I came back and spent the night. You see what I'm saying? So that's me. Um, but it is imperative that as believers and as Christians and as anybody that we go and help our brothers, you know, two is better than one. That is biblical, you know. Um, it is, it is iron sharpens iron. Okay. As the body of Christ, as Christians, as believers, as human beings, we strengthen one another. You know, your doctor's a human. Your, your mechanic is a human. You are a human. You may work at a call center. You may be a doctor. You may be a lawyer. You may be a teacher. You may be a sales representative. You may work at Walmart, but we help one another. That's what we do. Humans are, I was watching uh, something and they said, humans have a longer life expectancy when they're around people. And that's so true. Um, that's true. Uh, because we're not, um, we're not beings designed for isolation. And when we isolate ourselves, that is something that we as humans are doing and it's unnatural. Anytime a person isolates themselves, I don't care what they say. Um, there are certain people, I will say, that are just naturally distant. But isolation? No. Distance and isolation are two different things. I can be distant from my relatives, but I don't completely isolate myself from the world. You know, just cut everybody off. No human contact. Some people live like that. Some people do not talk to humans on a regular basis. And it causes, you know, weird stuff to happen. But isolation is not good for human beings. Um, even in groups, certain groups cannot being away from uh, a community is important. Um, there was, I believe there's a study done with a study done. Um, I believe there's a study done. I could be wrong, but they were talking about how being deployed in the military that for longer than nine months is detrimental and is bad for mental health because you're being stripped from your community. You're being stripped from what 
um, you know, you're accustomed, you're being stripped from what you're accustomed to. And it's at first it's good, but for longer than nine months, it's not good for mental health. So the army is understanding that mental health is a problem, which is good. The armed forces is good, but that is a problem. Uh, there's another study done. I forgot. I need to look this stuff up and start telling you all, but I want to get back with it. Uh, spirituality is also important for mental health. If your spirituality is not good, your mental health is probably not good. Everybody has something spiritual. Um, I know one of my friends, he's an atheist, quote unquote. And um, I say that because um, I say that to pick on him all the time. He says, he said, yeah, yeah. He says, he says, yeah, I'm an atheist. And, you know, it's it's an inside thing between me and him. But if he's listening, hello, Rashad. Um, but it's important to understand that um, there is a study done. It says spirituality contributes to mental health it boosted and if your spirituality is not good your mental health may not be good so get right with god period point blank um the bible says meditate on the word meditate on god meditate on his precepts meditate it is important we as christians we as believers we as human beings must get in tune spiritually we have to pray meditate take time for yourself Okay, get your soul together. My grandmother, uh, not my grandmother, I had my grandmother. My mother would say, all that, get it in check. <laughs> my mother would say that. she said, say, yeah, all that right there, all that stuff you got with it, yeah, fix it. Go, go somewhere. Because you, when your spirit is not properly fed, you become weak and you're vulnerable to, um, and this is another topic we got to talk about, but when your spirit is uh, weak, it gets hungry like everything else. It needs to be replenished. And when it's low on energy, it will just pull from whatever is around. Negativity, pop, whatever. If you never notice people that one minute they're happy, one minute they're sad, their spirit needs to be rejuvenated. Or they have bipolarism, and that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's something to do with it too. But the way we can help mental health is, one, making sure spiritually we're getting the proper care we need it. That's prayer, fasting, etc. Two, making sure that we are seeing the certain medical professionals and behavioral health specialists to combat mental health. Two, and three, the most important part is community. A community is extremely important when you're going through a depression. Um, I can't explain that to you. Uh, I was talking to um, Reverend Mother Naomi Talon and um, I watched an interview on her and she, uh, you know, sadly, she lost her sons, two sons. She had four children. They died in the same place. One was shot, one was stabbed. Um, so it was it was rough for her. And one thing that she did say in the interview, she said, I had people just come to my house and check on me. They just literally just came to my house and checked up on me. And the community is imperative when dealing with mental health. And that's why it's imperative to continue going to, if you go to church, continue going to church, continue. And we as churchgoers must not be so judgmental or we will drive people off. Okay. We cannot be so judgmental, so scornful and so hurtful. We have to, pro- we have to, because everybody in the church, we are a body. Okay. You may be the eyes. I may be the back. You may be the kneecaps and you may be the big toe. Everything is essential. If I don't have a certain toe, my balance is off. I, you know, if, if one of my fingers aren't there, well, there goes certain dexterity. I may not be able to do certain things. You know, 
life without one arm just kind of sucks, you know? So, you know, we are, excuse me, we are in that process of helping one another. That's what we must do. We must do, and we must continue to strive for positivity. Um, continuously, 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 continuously. Absolutely. Uh, there is a verse in the Bible that I would like to read to you all. It's in Philippians uh, chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. And it speaks on being anxious. Uh, anxiety dwells with a lot of us. And that is a huge uh, problem that we all have. I, myself as well, um, have some problems with anxiety. We all have had it in the past, but we can overcome it. But the Bible speaks on anxiety. It says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known to god and the peace of god which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through christ jesus and here's an also finally brethren whatsoever things are true whatsoever things are honest whatsoever things are just whatever things are pure whatsoever things are lovely whatsoever things are of good report if there be any virtue and if there be any praise think on these things that uh this passage which was Philippians chapter four, chapter four, verse four through eight. I actually read verse eight, I didn't intend to, but I believe it was needed. When we are anxious, it's a call to spirituality, it's a call to prayer, it's a call to meditation, it's a call to fast. When we don't know what we do, we need to take time and, and meditate and just take time and pray. Hey God, I don't know what's going on. I need help. Just stop, whatever, and pray. You need a mental break. And God can give that to us. And God will help us with that. Anxiety is something you don't have to go through alone. I'm speaking on it because it's just one of the many things uh, that really affect all of us. All of us feel anxious at times. You know, some people have anxiety attacks. If you're listening, you have anxiety attacks. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Ask the Lord for guidance. Ask the Lord for help. Ask the Lord for Grace, ask the Lord for favor. Just begin to pray. And remember, when you think, think positive. Lovely, good report. Don't dwell on the negativity. Uh, mental, some uh, depression, anxiety, we, we have because we dwell on negative things. And we dwell on things that are burdensome. We should um, give concern to areas that need to... Uh, that we need concern to, but we should not burden ourselves with so much um, weight. You know, if you wait, we need help. And that's why I love this verse because it tells you, don't, he said, don't, 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 don't be anxious for nothing. Be careful for nothing. This is King James Version. So it's, the English is a little different, but it's basically saying, don't just everything you do, don't tiptoe, don't, don't you know feel jittery and whatnot? Be don't be anxious for nothing. Okay, when you have problems, pray. Think on things that are virtuous. Think on things that are good and lovely and pure, because it will help you in your life. It will inspire you to do greater things. Glory to God. Hallelujah.
and another thing. Ask for help. Don't go through this alone. If you need to pray, pray and find somebody to pray with. Call somebody. You know, I have my pastor on standby. That's just me. Or find somebody to pray with. Find somebody. Somebody will, there are always be helpers. Look for the helpers. Uh, Mr. Rogers said that was only at when I think a child asked him, how do we know if somebody's good or bad? Or how do we know who's going to do good? Or how do we knows to help just look for the helpers there will always be helpers around and that's what we need to remember so I close this out with a prayer that we all um, one acknowledge that mental health exists we acknowledge that spirituality can um, assist in the uh, recovery and health Mentally of the person and three that we uh, have learned something from this and go out and get more and uh, in, 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 uh, get more knowledge about mental health issues. I know I definitely I will be uh, I need um, I definitely I will be. I was just reading something and it said uh, clergymen struggle the most with depression and anxiety. And it was just I was like, dang, I said that is for most likely true, you know, most likely true. The pe- the very people who are supposed to help, they probably struggle with it more. And I think it's because that we, as pastors and elders and ministers, as ministers, we put these standards on ourselves. And if we don't meet these standards by this certain amount of time, and you know, by this certain age, we're failing or whatnot. But that's not the case. Everybody, God has called us to do our task, and we're supposed to fall in line. But um, that's. It, but I will leave you out in this prayer. And if you would like to pray it, you know, if you did this concerns you, concern um, two prayers actually. Here's the first one Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for keeping us and watching over us. I cover your children in the blood, cover your creation in the blood, cover it over their mind, Father. Protect their mind, protect their mind in the name of Jesus. Yes, Father, you can restore the mind. You will restore the mind of people who ask. So we're asking you to restore us, Heavenly Father, and to let us be more equipped to combat mental illness and and to be more knowledgeable of mental health. Heavenly Father, we bind up depression, we bind up anxiety in the spirit thereof, and we cast into the pits of hell for which you came. And we speak life, we speak positivity, we speak purity, we speak joy, Father into the lives. We give you glory, honor, and praise for you are a God of life. And love, Father. Surround us with your love, Father. Surround our minds with your love for the one who's lost and hurt, the one who's alone and scared, for the one who feels like they cannot talk to nobody. Be that ear, Father. Be that ear. Protect them and guide them. And put them on the right path. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. If you feel the inclination to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, well, by all means, welcome to the family. Uh, the Bible says, and I want to get I want to say this uh, quickly, but with respect, the Bible says that if <clears throat> that you must repent and be baptized for the remission of your sins. 
and you shall be saved. Yes. Uh, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord is actually called the ABCs. Admit, believe, uh, admit to God. Admit, believe, and confess. Um, admit that Christ is your sinner, believe that he's Jesus Christ's son, and confess. ABCs. That's my easiest way. Confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. So, heavily, so if you do, say this prayer. Heavenly Father, I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit I've done wrong in my life. I admit it. Father God, I believe that you are... Heavenly Father, I admit to you that I am a sinner and I've done wrong. I believe that you are the Son of God, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And you've came into the world in flesh, died on the cross, buried and rose on the third day, and ascended to heaven with all power in your hand. And Father God, Jesus, I ask you to come into my life and make me new. And I confess you as Lord and Savior in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Listen, give yourself a hug and tell yourself you love yourself. And thank Jesus because you are in the family now. Find a good church home and uh, be baptized and you'll be just fine. I just want to thank you all so much and I love you. And God bless you. And remember, join me, Elder Tysler Davis, next time. Let's chop it up.